why are narcissists really resistant of ever getting help? Why is that actually the case? If you guys are new here, my name is Ben Taylor. I'm a self-aware narcissist on this channel to provide awareness, growth, healing, and change. I'm the founder of Raw Motivations, the creator of the NARC app, and your guide in the 45-day Clarity Challenge that you can access at claritychallenge.net. If you like what you see here, talking about narcissism, narcissistic abuse, my journey with narcissism, then please subscribe. Hit that notification so you can get notified when we drop new videos, new content, and also when we go live throughout the week to be able to have Q&As and answer different questions for you. Well, a lot of times people are confused about what's going on with a narcissist. Like, why won't they get help? Don't they see what they're doing? Don't they understand? And the majority of people want them to get help. They want them to fix their partner. They want their partner to be able to be someone who is healthy and whole and like actually working on the relationship versus the abusive nature that typically happens in a narcissistic relationship. Well, today I want to talk to you about three different things. Why the narcissist is resistant to help what you can do when they don't want to change, and then what is actually required in true change. Well, when we talk about narcissism, narcissistic personality disorder, we're touching on a lot of different pieces that are very much opposed to any type of change, very much opposed to any type of honesty of what's actually going on. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply inside. Typically, this is, a, this is composed of the ego, of the different fantasies, of the aspect of being special and above everybody else, the need for admiration, the entitlement of expecting things and automatic compliance, the things that they do to exploit and manipulate other people, oftentimes accompanied with the lack of empathy, of being envious about other people or thinking others are envious about them, and arrogant. A lot of these problems that come together when we talk about narcissistic personality disorder are ones that are already pitted and already opposed to dealing with the aspect of admitting that that person needs help. Well, first off, a narcissist is very resistant to getting help. Oftentimes, there's the first aspect of it of denial of their own problems. You see, a lot of times a narcissist will deny and lie and repeat the same thing over and over and over again, telling everybody else that doesn't exist. That doesn't actually happen. We see so many times that a narcissist will lie consistently and repeatedly, even when you find out, even when you find out the truth and you confront that person with the truth, there's like, no, didn't happen. That's, that's something else. You made it up. And a lot of times they will deny that to everybody else, but also they're denying it to themselves. They're denying the aspect of like, I actually have a problem. Oftentimes they say the first victim that a narcissist gaslights is themselves to be able to convince themselves that they didn't do anything wrong, to be able to convince themselves that they're better than what they actually are. 
Oftentimes that is the first step of like denying their own problems that those don't exist. Typically they're hiding behind the mask. My problems don't exist. The mask is the essence of who I am. So therefore look at this part, the good person, don't look at the stuff behind because that doesn't exist. We're not going to talk about it. We're just going to ignore it. Well, oftentimes the other aspect of resistance of getting help is the lack of empathy. There's a piece of it that's like, I am unwilling to actually see the impact that I have on other people. You see, when we talk about empathy, a lot of times people say narcissists don't have any empathy and they're incapable of empathy. Uh, A lot of times that's not 100% the the truth. That's not always the case. A lot of times you have a narcissist who has a level of empathy, but they're unwilling to recognize or identify with the feelings and needs of other people. And when that happens... They keep that empathy to themselves. Think of it this way. If I do something that hurts another person and they're sitting over there crying, I know in my mind, hey, I need to go over, I need to apologize, I need to you know, give them a hug, whatever it might be. And when I choose not to do that, I'm withholding that empathy because in doing so, that empathy will actually expose the fact that I'm wrong. And being right is more important than actually showing empathy typically to a narcissist. So that's why there's some that have levels of empathy, but they're unwilling to recognize or acknowledge your feelings, your needs, because that would come back on them, showing them that they're a bad person with the shame, with the guilt that they're struggling with every single day. Okay. The other aspect that a lot of times narcissists are very resistant to getting help is the fear of vulnerability. You see, vulnerability for a lot of people is very, very scary. Is very hard to be able to think through, to wonder of like, I don't actually want to be vulnerable. For a narcissist, it goes to a whole nother level. I was talking to somebody one time on a one-on-one and they were talking about how it wasn't that hard to be vulnerable. And I was like, you need to understand that like vulnerability for a person who's not a narcissist oftentimes can be like the idea of getting a paper cut. Vulnerability for a narcissist sometimes has the feeling of getting your arm chopped off. Because like that is the painful aspect. That is the thought process of like, hey, this is probably going to hurt way more than what I'm willing to acknowledge or way more than what I'm willing to put up with, so I'm not going to do it. But a lot of times, a narcissist will view vulnerability as pain, vulnerability as a sign of weakness, vulnerability with exposure that a lot of times they're running away from themselves, the shame, and the guilt that they hide inside. Well, those are several different reasons why a narcissist is resistant to getting help. The other aspect that is not even just resistant of them pushing back, but is almost like a blocker, would be the aspect of the ego. You see, a narcissist's ego typically blocks them from getting any help or getting any change in any regard. This typically comes across of like, I'm the best person ever. Like you have the overt of like being grandiose and like, I'm really the best person ever. Like you all should like bow down and worship me. Like that's like the thought process is put out there. For me, it was like, I'm a good person and I'm the best at X, Y, and Z. Like I knew I was the best at my job. So I was the top person at my job. I could focus everything on what I wanted, all this kind of stuff. But I made sure that everybody else fell underneath me either was belittled or coerced to be below what I wanted, what I needed, so I could always get what I wanted. So like the best aspect of like, I'm the best person, I'm a good person. And oftentimes that ego piece takes over so much of like, I don't need help. I don't need anything because I look good. I am a good person, all this kind of stuff, okay? The ego blocks a lot of times in getting help because there's an aspect that like in getting help, a narcissist has to lose power and control in the situation and oftentimes over themselves. 
Like as a narcissist, if I'm going to actually get to the place of releasing my ego and working on myself, one, that's very scary, but two, the lack of control that happens there is almost impossible for a lot of people to let go. And a lot of times a narcissist is scared of the void of what happens when I let go, what happens when I don't have that supply, when I don't have that fulfillment, when I don't have that high on a day-to-day basis from X, Y, and Z. And oftentimes they're running from that. You have the aspect of a loss of power, of when I lose my ego, when I actually put my ego down and view someone else better than myself, or when I view someone else that I need to actually understand I'm not the center of the universe, I start to lose that power and control. That's the thought process, okay? And typically the aspect of the ego as well is it hurts the image or it hurts the money, okay? What would it look like? How would it actually show up? You see, sometimes narcissists are like, I'll get into therapy, I'll work on myself, I'll, I'll do X, Y, and Z, and then they go to the first therapy session, they're like, whoa, this is too expensive, I'm not going to pay this the whole time. Sometimes I have people ask me, like, wait a second, you've been in therapy like for almost two years now, every single week? And I'm, yes, I have. Is that a big cost? Yeah. Has that produced a lot of like pain and rub in the financial aspect? Yes. And there's pieces that there's like still debt that we're trying to work through. But at the end of the day, that's more important of putting like what I need to put forth first for my mental and emotional health than it is for the bank account. But typically a narcissist will use their money or their image to be the reason why they don't actually change. Either that ego that's way too high for them to admit that they're wrong or this is too expensive or this is too vulnerable or this is me losing power and control over who I am. Well, ego oftentimes blocks that help and blocks that shame. So what can we do and what can you do when a narcissist is unwilling to actually get help, to actually put themselves out there? The first thing I want you to understand is you can't change them. You have to help yourself. So many people focus on fixing the other person than they do on growing themselves. So many people focus on making them better or like helping that relationship or saving that person instead of leading their own selves. And oftentimes people get stuck in that trombone and in that toxic relationship trying to work on someone else. And what they're doing is they're dragging someone along trying to grow them and they're refusing to actually take care of themselves and grow themselves. So the first thing is help yourself. That means you set up healthy boundaries. That means you start to develop self-care. That means you start to journal. You start to ground yourself with the truth. You start to attack the stories that you believe because typically those are based on lies, fictions, and fantasies and not reality of what's actually happening. The second thing is if you're with someone who is unwilling to change or unwilling to get help, leave. I'm not on this platform to give hope or to keep people in abusive relationships. Sometimes I'll interact or meet with one person and they'll be like, but now I have hope because of you or because of Lee or because of these people on here that are self-aware. And I'm like, listen to my content. If the person is not showing honesty, vulnerability, and consistent change, then you need to leave. There is no hope because that is the crux of any foundation of a relationship. And you need to understand you need to stop feeding the supply addiction that you're giving the narcissist by being in that toxic relationship. Last but not least, Required for change for a narcissist, and honestly for anyone, is ego death. Is the aspect that until the ego gets moved out of the way, until the ego gets moved out of the way so a person can actually engage, there's no opportunity for growth or vulnerability there. Someone asked me the other day, can a narcissist actually love? Can they truly love? And I, and I made this correlation with ego when I was on a live, and I was like, if you're standing on one side and of a wall, and the narcissist is standing on the other side of the wall, 
can they hug you? If you're standing on one side of a house and there's a whole entire house and you're on the other side, so there's a narcissist and you on two sides of the house, on the outside of the house, can that narcissist hug you? And you're like, what do you mean? Can they actually hug you? From where they're standing, can they hug you? No, because the ego is too much is too big and is too much in front, it restricts that opportunity for change. And typically that's what happens even when we talk about narcissist loving. Okay, if change is going to happen, ego death has to happen. Until the ego can be sacrificed to understanding that the world does not revolve around them, there's no progression and there's no growth. And you need to understand that by viewing the facts and not get sucked into the fantasy. If you like more help, if you like more walking through some of this one-on-one, especially about your particular situation, to be able to ask questions and get clarity, go to rawmotivations.com. Would love to be able to work with you one-on-one to help you in your healing journey to turn it to a growth mindset.